All righty, here we go. It is great to have you in. We are absolutely packed today here in Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is a beautiful day in New York, uh, which you know what that means. That means we got to be stuck inside talking to you people. Uh, <laughs> but uh, truthfully, it is great to have you with us. Mike Guido here with you. Um, Matt Catarizzolo here with us as, uh, as always on a Friday. Um, we have so much stuff to get into before we get started. Obviously, we do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've timed together, uh, we've timed, teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. It's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You've heard of them. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000. How much money, Matt? $100 to $1,000. In an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. See, the concept is so easy that even Matt can understand it. Um, Matt, how are you on this Friday? Again, it's gorgeous outside. I kind of wish that, you know, I, we, we, could, we could take our day and... You know, like maybe one of these days we'll be able to take our show outside, but um, today's nice. very rare, like perfect weather days in New York. Um, and your allergies are killing you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the price to pay for good weather, especially in the springtime. If you have a if you don't have a pollen allergy, I just take a second to realize just how truly blessed you are because it's not <laughs> it's it's not fun. It's it's really it's not a fun life to live. No, it's not. Um. Okay, so let's uh, let's begin with this. We got we're gonna play some games later uh, uh, in the show today, but uh, let's talk a little bit about this. So, um, according to an NFL executive, and I believe if I am not if I am sure, uh, yes, if I'm correct about this, yes, it is an anonymous NFL executive. They weighed in on Friday about the. Aaron Rodgers Green Bay situation. And here's the quote. Taking a flamethrower to an organization that is fairly well run is wholly different than anything we've seen with Deshaun Watson or any other quarterback. Rodgers has always been passive aggressive. Now he is just being aggressive. If I'm the Packers, if you want to pay me $31.5 million to retire, be my guest. There are not a lot of franchises that could get away with moving on from Aaron Rodgers. The Packers can. Um, so it's it sounds like, and this is just this is one NFL exec. This is one anonymous guy, okay, that's saying that listen, Aaron Rodgers is being a little bit of a you know what? Right? It it, it basically and I don't know if he's speaking for the entire NFL and or, or how front offices feel about this whole thing. Um, but this apparently this executive thinks that the Packers could get away with just dumping Aaron Rodgers. Now, I find that incredibly hard to believe, but 
I don't know what what are what's your takeaway from the notion that the Packers could just eh, screw them. I mean, so here's the thing: it it's very telling when even money can't fix an issue like this. So, if, like, just to put it in perspective, I saw there's a New York Post article this morning that said that Aaron Rodgers turned down being the highest paid quarterback in football, yeah, annually speaking, uh, if it meant that he could stay in Green Bay. So here's here's the quote from that New York Post article. It came out this morning. It says, the organization was willing to give him more than $45 million per year, which nearly doubles the $21.5 million that he would make in 2021. So what does that tell us? Saying, like, listen, we will literally make you the highest paid quarterback in football. Is that what you want? The guy clearly wants something more. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay. So that's from Rodgers' perspective. We know what Rodgers' mindset is. He doesn't want to be there anymore, at least with uh, the current GM in place, uh, Ryan Gutekunst. So as long as he's there, Rodgers says that he will not be a part of the team, right? So that's that's on his side, right? The, the sheer notion that the Packers even think that they could be like, ah, you know what? Fine. We'll, we'll roll with the guy that we traded up for last year. Uh, I I don't I I don't think any level-headed NF person that pays attention to the NFL thinks that that is even mildly a good idea, or to even take it a step further, to think that will go over even kind of well. Right. We're not even talking about like near future. This is long-term stuff, mm-hmm. right? The Packers have had the Packers have had a quarterback for. The last like 32 years, right? Favre started 16, Rogers started 16, right? Rogers sat behind Favre for three years, immediately took over when Favre left. So yep. the Packers have always had a quarterback. Think think about how crazy that is. It's like in the past well, in the past like decade alone, how many teams have had different starting quarterbacks? How many teams have searched for a franchise quarterback? Look at Cleveland. It took 20 years to get the right guy, right? Damn. It took them 20 years to get the yeah, right guy. Packers have been incredibly stable. They've been so fortunate to draft back to bet. Well, technically they didn't draft Brett Favre, but they, they have had two Hall of Fame starting quarterbacks back to back from each other. What's another franchise that's done that? Really? Like is Tony yeah. Romo is, is like is Tony Romo a Hall of Famer? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure Dak certainly has that ceiling, I believe. So that's possibly one. But not even, but even Dallas, like between Aikman and Romo, was there was a gap where there was Testaverde and Quincy yeah. Carter, and like, like there was a there was somewhat of a gap there, right? Like Indianapolis, I think, got pretty close when they went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck until right. Andrew Luck retired, right? Mm-hmm. But you're 100 percent right. It, it is. It is incredibly hard to be consistently stable at the quarterback position. Now, again, I I, I want this to the Packers drafted Jordan Love for a reason, right? Jordan Love, and they drafted him in the first round. Traded up to get, they traded up to get him. Yeah, traded up to get him. They they believe Jordan Love can be the next quarterback long-term solution at quarterback in green bay and maybe they're right okay maybe jordan love is legit may i mean again small school uh small school utah state i mean utah state listen 
Utah State played you guys. Utah State played Stony Brook. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a big school. Yeah. So it's it, it's one of those things where you're kind of taking shots in the dark. But a lot of scouts loved him. They liked the fact they liked his athleticism. He's got a big arm. I mean, to be honest with you, it, Jordan Love is a lot like Aaron Rodgers, and he holds a lot of the same qualities. Now, again, I'm not calling him Aaron Rodgers, but right. he does have similar traits to what Aaron Rodgers had. Aaron Rod and and again. It's really hard to compare people to Rodgers because the, the most identifiable thing about Aaron Rodgers is the quick release, right? I mean, that ball gets out quick. It's flicker the wrist and it's out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Jordan Love's got a little bit of a winding motion, but he throws bullets. So, you know, it, he's a little bit more like farvish in, in the arm category. Anyway, you know, I, I just, I think that the Packers and, and, and here's another rumor that's going around is that they're looking for veteran options at the quarterback position. So does that give you the idea that Jordan love isn't even ready yet? And again, so they drafted Jordan love in the first round last year. Okay. So if they don't feel like he's ready to go this year, I don't think that that's inexcusable because we were all kind of expecting, like it wasn't just going to be a one year of Aaron Rodgers and that's it. Right. I mean, they drafted Jordan Love for him to sit two or three. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind Brett Favre before he set, uh, set foot on the field. So I, I just, uh, this is why I don't think this is about Jordan Love, honestly. Like, Aaron Rodgers is not upset because of Jordan Love. I, I think Jordan Love has actually nothing to do with this. And I think anybody that's telling you that is lying to you. Because Aaron Rodgers, it Jordan Love, by no means necessary is a threat to Aaron Rodgers. He's not a threat. Okay. Aaron Rodgers could be the quarterback of the Packers for as long as he wants. Okay. As long as Aaron Rodgers is playing well, which again, he's Aaron Rodgers. He will play well. Okay. If Aaron Rodgers wanted to be the quarterback for the Packers for the next three seasons, he can be. They're not just going to voluntarily move off him just to bring in Jordan Love. They're not going to do that, okay? So Jordan Love is definitely not a threat. I don't think this is a contract thing, and today's report completely proved that because he, if the Packers offered him the record-setting money more than Mahomes and he turned it down, then it doesn't have anything to do with money. It, it has literally everything to do with, in my eyes, with the Packers' refusal to provide him with direct help right? Spend premium assets on receivers, spend premium assets on things that Aaron Rodgers can use, not a defensive tackle, not Eric Stokes out of Georgia, who might be the second best cornerback that came out of that college this year. Like get him something that he can use. Spend a first round pick on Kadarius Tony, spend a first round pick on Rondell Moore. Okay. Spend a first round pick on somebody like Rashad Bateman. Like, go get somebody that'll help create space for Aaron Rodgers. I, I I just, I found it amazing how last year, and I keep reverting to this example, and I know that maybe some people are getting tired of hearing it, but last year was one of the most loaded wide receiver draft classes that we've ever seen. And the Packers didn't draft a single one, Matt. They didn't draft a single one. If anybody thinks that this is about anything else, I don't know what to tell you. 
Okay. I think it has way less to do with the area of Green Bay. He's been there for 16 years. I think if it was going to bother him, it would have bothered him already. Right. It would have bothered him in year five, not year 16. Okay. I think this is about receivers. I think this is about the, 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 the disagreement with the general manager. Okay. Apparently he views Brian Gutekunst as the, like he says in Aaron Rodgers' own words, the Jerry Krause of the organization. Very control freak, compensating for something that isn't right in his life or something like that. Somebody that needs to get his own way, needs to get the credit, needs to, and has this vision, right? Jerry Krause loved Tony Kukoc that Brian Kudekunst might like, I don't know, Kenny Clark or something. Like, I, I have no idea. But whatever it is, it doesn't directly help Aaron Rodgers. Jerry, so, Jerry Krause brought six rings to Chicago. So, I mean, oh, well, hey, listen, I had, I had to do you something are not right. Going to, you are not going to find a complaint by me about Jerry Krause directly. Mm -hmm. But in the eyes of Aaron Rodgers, it's like, well, he's got to have the umbrella over everybody. Yeah. You know what also, I mean? And Aaron Rodgers is just like, look, I, I can't. Like, you think they do that in San Francisco? I don't know. Like, I. I don't know, but also this is something Adam Schefter tweeted yesterday that the Packers had begun exploring quarterbacks that they can add to their roster for OTAs and training camp. She said yeah. that Jordan Love is currently the only other quarterback on the roster, but the team also faces uncertainty surrounding Aaron Rodgers. So the QB search also includes some veterans. So they're possibly gearing up for the worst case scenario, right? They're gearing that's up for like portals. That's Matt Barkley. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. So they're three. They're they're gearing up for the 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 nuclear outcome here, which would be Rodgers is not the starting quarterback week one next year. So we could see what happens. We could see you know yeah if they go and sign yeah I, I don't know one of those guys Marcus Mariota they go they go sign somebody like that somebody who's yep. just somebody who can just take fill fill the fill gap out, yeah fill out snaps someone who can bridge uh maybe if like again if Rodgers isn't there anymore maybe they still want Jordan Love to learn behind someone for a little longer. If they're not so gung-ho about putting him out there right away, it's bad. It's really not good just to see what 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 could potentially happen here. Because every other team – like, did every other team in the NFC North improve? I think so. Chicago definitely improved. Detroit definitely improved. Minnesota's going to be better than – Minnesota's going to be better than last year. I mean, think about it. Like, the, the, the Packers are, are, on a, are on a downward spiral right now, right? They didn't have a knockout draft. They could not oh, have the best – God, no. They could not have the best quarterback in football come back next year. They could, they could, they could really see this thing spiral out of control in in short order. Now, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, if you're the Packers, do you just say, "Well, that's it, tear the whole thing down"? What is so? What does that mean? That they just signed, they, like they just signed Aaron Jones. Does that mean trading Devontae Adams? Does that mean trading? Ooh. Does Darius and Preston Smith? Does that mean getting rid of Jair Alexander? Like, does does that mean just it, liquidating it, all of your assets and 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 and, and trying to gain more future capital? Because and, and maybe that's hard to tell because maybe Jordan Love right out of the gate is going to be really really good, and you don't. That's what I would. That's down. That's what I would be thinking. So if you want to go down that road of just destroying everything just because Aaron Rodgers is leaving, right? If you want to go down that road, that's that's certainly 
you know, a familiar path we've seen some organizations take, right? Just this guy leaves, we're going to do everything and anything we can to just build something new. We're going to rebuild. It's going to do what we're going to do, right? We've seen, we've seen teams do that. We've seen teams do it right. We've seen teams do it wrong. Look at Miami. Miami rebuilt in less than a year. Yeah. Right. They, they, ta- they tanked, then they won 10 games the next year, right? right? The Giants did not tank correctly, right? Because Dave Gettleman had the fallacy that you could win while rebuilding. That's not possible. You can't do that until you have pieces in place. They did not have pieces in place. They didn't even have a quarterback at the time. They still had Eli Manning in the twilight of his career. So if you're Green Bay, right, you still have a very good team, right? You still have a very solid roster. You have a good defense. You have a solid offense. You have a good offensive line, even though it did get a little weaker, right? You just signed your running back. You still have a nice tandem back there with him and Dylan, right? Wouldn't you want Jordan Love to be able to succeed in like, if you really want to find out what Jordan Love can do, I would plug him right into that roster. That's already a playoff roster. You have to think about it, right? Yeah. So is it, I would think, okay. So to just to, I'm going to agree with you to this degree. If they put Jordan Love in that situation, right. With all those, with Adams, with Jones, they don't trade anyone. They keep everything intact. The only person gone is Rogers. If Love is in that situation and then he fails, I think, yeah, I think so. Because then that, that would be it. Like, listen, man, like Aaron Rodgers obviously is, is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but Aaron Rodgers took this team to, to uh, multiple NFC championship games, right? So if you can't take this roster there, maybe you're not the guy. So yeah, yeah I, I think give him at least a sample size with this team around him and see if he's, see what he's capable of. Because again, Jordan Love hasn't taken a, a, a real snap in the NFL yet. Ever. Right? Exactly. Yeah, so we haven't seen anything of what Jordan Love can do since he was in college. So I think it's it's only fair, right? Obviously, life isn't fair, and of course, competitive sports is not fair either. So, if you want to give Jordan Love a fair shot, I say just plug him into that roster. You don't even have to play him for a full season; give him a few games. You know, it doesn't take that long. It does not take that long to figure out if quarterbacks are good or not. Yeah, and apparently, Jordan Love didn't suit up for a single game last year in Green Bay. Right. Yeah. So, and a lot of people are taking that as well. They must think he sucks. Yeah. And I'm taking that more as, no, I I think that just they were thinking under no circumstances is he going to play this year. Mm-hmm. He's not ready. And then Rogers won MVP, so it's not like it hurt. Right. And that, yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. Like if Jordan was Love here, was not going to play. If you thought that Jordan Love was going to play last year, that I I I mean. And to be honest with you, if you thought the Packers were drafting Jordan Love to have him sit one year, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Jordan yeah, Love is a is a draft and stash guy. Mm-hmm. He was Jordan Love went into possibly the best situation any rookie quarterback can. You go into a situation where you're going to sit behind a legend in a season where he wins MVP. The intangibles and the sh- and the things that you can learn just by sitting on the sideline watching, conversating with with Aaron Rodgers, that's extremely valuable information, right? That's not anything you can teach to Jordan Love by anyone else besides Aaron Rodgers in that situation. You learned the best from a legend in an MVP season, his third MVP at 37 years old, right? That's an extremely unique situation to be in. So yeah. As of this right now, stick to the plan. It's very me. yeah. It, like the the Packers could not have envisioned if you're, it, which I agree with you. I don't. If they really draft him to be a draft, you're going to sit for a while. I don't know how long, but it's going to be a couple of seasons, right? And your first season, the guy who's taking the snaps wins MVP. 
the Packers couldn't have envisioned that going any better, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like, because if Aaron, like, if Aaron had a down year and the Packers like missed the playoffs, they're like, man, you know, Jordan, like, what is, what is going to go through Jordan Love's mind? Maybe that creates yep. so much pressure. Maybe it's like, wow, like, maybe I have to save this team. I, obviously, we're we're getting off track here, but no, no, I'm no, no. It. But you're you're 100 right. The Packers envisioning Aaron having his best, one of his best seasons in a year where they draft his potential successor really went as good as they could have imagined. Right. Right. So we'll, we'll see they what happens. Draft but. Jordan love to replace Aaron Rodgers. They drafted Jordan love so that they have their guy when Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And that time is now. So right. That exactly. definitely that just that had to have hit him like a you know that had to hit him like a train. Yeah. In terms of you know preparation, like how do you how do you prepare for that? How do you prepare for for the the reigning league MVP? Just saying, like, listen, I'm out, I'm done. I want right, not even just like like I don't want to be here. The flat out, I refuse to come back. I will retire before I come back to your organization. That's bad, man. And I and I've, been, I've been under this this impression also. That I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is losing interest in football. Like maybe it's not all the way there yet, but I think he hosted. Je- Honest to God, I think he hosted Jeopardy, and he said, "This is way more fun." Like I, I, honestly, isn't like, that a scary? If, isn't that a scary? If Jeopardy thought? were to say, if Jeopardy were to, and again, apparently Jeopardy is getting close to naming who they want their new host to be. If Jeopardy picks Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't be surprised if the very next day Aaron Rodgers announces his retirement and it wouldn't have anything to do with the Packers. Isn't that a scary thought though? Imagine like after winning an MVP season, he comes out and says, yeah, the game just wasn't really fun to me anymore. Imagine he genuinely loved it. Imagine he genuinely still loved football. Like, could he possibly have played better? Right. Like that's, that's such a crazy thing to me. Like if you're, if you're if you're high, if your assumption is correct, Mike, and he's slowly losing interest in football, which I don't think is very far off, right? If he's threatening retirement, right? Because I, I don't. What? Let's say he does. Wait, get a dent. Often, just just ask yourself this question: How often have you heard him say this off season? Okay, this off season, or honestly, any off season. Man, I just I can't wait to get back out there on a practice field and get with my guys and get going this season. Yeah. And I'm sure he said it. I'm, you know at some points over the course of his career, but ever since he's done Jeopardy, I mean, he's asked about it. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, mm-hmm. I, want the, I want that. I want that job so bad. Oh, yeah. I want this. I, I genuinely think that he experienced hosting Jeopardy and he's thinking to himself, God, do I want to just, do I want to host a game show and be the intellectual that I know that I am? Or do I want to grind, travel, sit in a film room? You know, like Aaron Rodgers is how old? 37? 37. I mean, he's probably thinking to himself, like, I'm getting older. The, The organization is really letting me down. I could either try to find a new place to play because I really don't think I'm going to win a, a Super Bowl here, or I can just move on from football, call it a career, be happy with what I've accomplished, and have more fun hosting Jeopardy. Listen, listen, I don't man. think that that's a crazy assumption. I like, don't think it's crazy either. You know what? Like Aaron Rodgers is a California guy, born and raised there. His girlfriend is an Emmy-winning actress. Yeah. 
fiance. I'm sorry, fiance is is an Emmy nominated actress, right? She's won Golden Globes. Like this, this could be his. You know, maybe, maybe it's time I pursue another passion of mine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Listen, you have a Super Bowl. You have three MVPs. You're a Hall of Famer. I have no problem with athletes realizing that you know what. Maybe I should go do. Maybe maybe it's really in my heart that I want to go do something else. I don't think that's any. I don't think that's anything to be ridiculed of. Mm-hmm. I really wonder what Andrew Luck's doing, dude. He's right now. He's probably just reading a book. If I had to guess, he's probably just reading a book in his living room with his dog. With his dog, you know, just his dog. A- his dog, like I don't know, what, what would his dog's name be, like? Something simple, like Andrew Luck, or something. Some, yeah, something, something simple. Frank, Steve, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Frank Some, the Beagle. <laughs> something, something very simple. I, I imagine Andrew Luck is living a very happy, quiet life, and good for him. I genuinely thought that, like Andrew Luck, when he retired, he was going to become like an architect or something. He was going to be like a contractor, because just like I, doesn't he just have that? Just such a blue collar guy, you know, right? right. <laughs> You know, like I'm, yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be a carpenter. I'm gonna go to freelance yeah, carpentry gonna, work. That's that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a blog, and I am going set up to, a portfolio. Yes, and I am going to install lighting fixtures in schools. Yeah. Imagine like one day, like you know, your wife comes home, like, honey, why is Andrew Luck outside on our deck? Like, oh, he's refinishing the stairs. He does that now. That's what Andrew Luck does nowadays. <laughs> I was genu- like, do you remember where you were when you read the when you heard that Aaron? I was Aaron, driving. Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, I was driving. Yeah, I remember it was a Saturday night. I used to work at a. I was a bar back for a while. I used to. I, I was working at a bar, and it was like twelve thirty. Right, it was like twelve thirty at night on a Saturday, and I got the alert on my phone. And this was this was pre COVID and everything, so I got the alert on my phone. Right. And I was like, I, I was just wiping down because we were like about to close up. There were still people there. And there's just one group of people talking about their, their fantasy draft that they had that day. They had like right before they came to the bar, they had their fantasy draft. So there, there's a bunch, a bunch of uh, uh, guys and girls just talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this guy in this in the second round. I got Lady on Bell. I got this guy, whatever, going crazy. And then I heard this one guy goes, yeah, I got Andrew Luck. Like Andrew Luck's going to go nuts. Like he's going to be so good. It's gonna, whatever. And I looked at my phone, looked up at him. Looked back at my phone, like verified it was real. I checked like that, that Schefter tweeted it. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, is this not like, this isn't fake or anything. Looked up and was like, uh, I don't mean to eavesdrop or anything, but Andrew Luck just retired like from football. And he looked down at his phone. He's like, no way you're lying. So he looked down at his phone. He checked. He like put his head in his hands. It was like, Hey buddy, I'm going to close out. He closed out his tab and they left. That's the just the distinct memory I have of Andrew Luck retiring is how it probably just ruined that man's night and That's millions amazing. of other people, millions of other football fans. That was like, a sad being, day. I know. Like, imagine being a Colts fan. Like, imagine just imagine being a Colts Dude, fan at that imagine, time. Could you imagine like what the Colts would be with this roster and Andrew Luck at quarterback? Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine? Like, look at all the AFC quarterbacks. Mahomes, Herbert, Baker, Lamar. Just look at all the AFC guys. Watson, Allen. They have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Trevor Lawrence Lawrence is there now. Now, Tannehill. 
I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Derek Carr. Like, just all these guys. And you probably had the – the Colts probably had the second best quarterback. And then again, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, add Aaron Rodgers to that group. <laughs> oh, man. I miss watching Andrew Luck play football. Me too. I really, really miss it. I really, really miss Andrew Luck playing. It was the most subtle greatness, right? That's it's such a fluid throwing motion. Just everything. Just was, was tough cool. as nails. Nicest guy in the world. But uh, I got shacked like three times today. And, you know, I guess that's on me. And, uh, you know, they're doing a great job out there, fellas. You know what oh. I mean? Like, yeah, I just, just love those guys. And, Gets like, absolutely like, obliterated on a sack. Like, oh, good hit, big man. Like, <laughs> just great. Come on. Like, you, you can't ask for anything better. Huh? Mm-hmm. Tragic. Nicest guy. All right. But yes, hope he's hope he's doing good. Wherever I he do is. hope he's uh, he's doing well. Okay. Uh, let me let me do this read. So don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. I'll repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. And click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, Okay, so game number fun. What are we playing? Uh, I'll leave it up to you. So we got two games on the docket. So we could go, we could play either one first. It doesn't matter. I'll leave it up to you. So we can either go over under first. So over under is a game where I'm going to throw out a number or a stat or whatever, along with a player or two. Yeah. And then you tell me whether you take the over or the under. So that's game number one. And then game number two, I'm calling take it or leave it. It's the same thing. Uh, It's going to be a stat, a metric, whatever about a team player coach anything in the nfl and if you agree you take it if you disagree you leave it i will leave it up to you whichever one you want to play first all right let's go over under first okay over under is first okay so the way i imagine this going uh i'll start off with uh rookies people that were drafted this year and then we'll just gradually go into overall general nfl stuff okay are you ready i'm ready all righty here we go i'm ready okay so here we go number one (laughs) So, I'll start. I'll start off simple. So, Devontae Smith will okay. have a one thousand yard season, receiving yards over or under. Under, under. Really? I, I think Jalen Hurts is the wrong quarterback. I think they're going to do way less throwing of the football than people think. They are going to be trailing in a bunch of games. The Eagles are, um, but I, I just. I don't see it. it, it Devonte, it's not, and it's not going to be because of Devonte Smith. I think it'll be way more of Jalen Hurts than it is Devonte Smith. So I'm going to say under a thousand for Devonte Smith. Okay, under a thousand for Devonte Smith. Okay, same question, but with Jamar Chase. Over, over, and I think he's going to hammer that over. Um, I think that is going to be an incredible combination. For Joe Burrow, wouldn't surprise me if he hit somewhere around like 1,200 yards. Again, barring health, barring Joe Burrow's healthy and Jamar Chase obviously stays healthy. I think Jamar Chase has a phenomenal season in Cincinnati. See, I have the opposite here. The only reason why I don't have Chase having 1,000 yards is because there are a lot of places to throw that ball. 
I know that he's gonna listen, he's gonna have a great season, but I there are a lot of places to throw that ball. But if I had to choose between Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, if I only had to pick one of them getting a thousand yards, I would say it's Devontae Smith because he's gonna be that bona fide wide receiver one there. Jamar Chase is probably gonna be wide receiver one, but I could see him taking like wide receiver two or maybe even three behind Boyd and Higgins. I, I don't really know if he's gonna fit that role just yet. I'm not saying he never will get there, but I see I see Smith getting getting over on over a thousand yards. I mean uh, listen. more likely than Chase. Justin Jefferson had 1,400 yards receiving last year. That's and true. Adam Thielen was on his team. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if Jamar Chase just jumps off the screen at everybody and just. Well, you got to remember, Justin Jefferson was replacing Stefan Diggs. So he was in that bona fide wide receiver two role. So let's say that Jamar Chase was replacing Tyler Boyd. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I would be like, oh, bona fide, a, a thousand yards minimum, I think. But yeah, right. so it, it's, an, it's an interesting thing to think about. Okay, over under, Kyle Pitts will, it ha- will score at least 10 touchdowns this season. I'm going to go under. I, uh, 10 touchdowns a lot, but I, I do think Kyle Pitts is going to be um, – I, I think he's going to be a very serviceable, incredible weapon going forward. I am not certain that Kyle Pitts has a great year in year one, just because rookie tight ends usually take a little bit to get their footing, you know, because their, their goal is not just to go out and catch the ball. They, they got to line up as a blocker and you got to do a bunch of different things. You, there's a bunch of stunts that you have to do as a tight end, you mm-hmm. know, it takes rookies to kind of capture that, you know, a little bit more. There's a lot more options, uh, for for a tight end to run plus again you're talking about julio jones and calvin ridley um in atlanta also so i i I don't think kyle pitts i don't think kyle Pitts pitts gets to a thousand yards i don't think he gets to 10 touchdowns i think he'll be productive he'll be 750 yards or 800 yards and maybe five touchdowns or six touchdowns which is pretty good for a rookie tight end but he is not gonna he's not gonna be travis kelsey in his first year so i'm gonna say under Okay, so Pitts under 10 touchdowns. All right, Najee Harris will have at least 1,000 yards from scrimmage total. So that's receiving from and rushing. Scrimmage? That's receiving and rushing. He's 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Rush the over. Over? Rush the over. First of all, rookie running backs have a very good history at being really productive in year one. Um, and I think Najee Harris is going to be that. I think that the Steelers are going to ha- really – they're going to give the ball to Najee Harris a lot. I think they're going to run the football like crazy. And if that happens, then Najee Harris is going to be incredibly productive. It wouldn't a thousand yards from scrimmage, I think is definite. Um, But a thousand yards rushing, I don't think is completely out of the question either. So I would, I would hit the over on that. Najee Harris. I'll predict this next year. Najee Harris will be a top 10 rusher in the NFL. See you. So you're saying all that, considering how much worse the Steelers' offensive line has gotten. Yes. No. I. I even which they that. completely failed to address. Yeah. I, no Pouncy. No Villanueva. Right. So. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm still. I'm still in. Right okay. now. All right. I like that. Okay. Over under. Zach Wilson will throw 15 interceptions. Over under. <clears throat> That's a toughie. Uh, I will go 
over by a little. And it's I, just, I am I am I am also going over. It's way tougher competition. The Jets' weapons are solid. They're not great. Uh, their offensive line right now is solid and not great. They have a brand new coach. So I think this could be, you know, it, it could be a little bit of a shaky year one for Zach Wilson. I probably have the least amount of faith in Zach Wilson in year one than I do, you know, compared to Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Mac Jones, whoever else has a chance of playing in year one. I don't think Trey Lance is going to play this year, but, uh, you know, Zach Wilson is going to have a lot of obstacles to go over. And he is, I believe, you know, probably the most prone to turnovers out of everybody. I mean, the talent is off the charts, but uh, something tells me that he's going to make, you know, a couple of bad decisions as a rookie, and maybe he'll try to make one really acrobatic play that doesn't go right or something like that, and he'll end up with a bunch of with a bunch of picks. But I do think he'll be productive. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be like he'll throw 10 touchdowns and 16 picks. Like, he'll throw 25 touchdowns and 15 picks or something. Like, he's going to have a pretty productive year, I think. All right, so we got Will, okay, so Wilson, 15 interceptions. All right, over-under. Trevor Lawrence will throw 25 touchdowns over smash it, smash it. I think what it, so let me just double check this really quick. If I, Cause if I'm not mistaken, I, I just want to make sure. So Andrew luck in his rookie year had 23 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Mm-hmm. The very next season, he had 23 touchdowns and nine. So, Here's the thing. Trevor Lawrence is, I think, the best quarterback prospect that we've seen since Peyton Manning. I like Trevor Lawrence a little bit more than I liked Andrew Luck. Um, So I think he's going to be a little bit better than Andrew Luck off the bat. I think the Jaguars offensive line right now is much better than it was in Andrew Luck's first year. Jacksonville has has bookend tackles. Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor are legitimate offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Andrew Norwell inside. They, it, they've got a pretty good offensive line. And again, wide receiver, I think, is decent for them. It's not it's not amazing, but it's decent. Travis Etienne, I think, is going to get a bunch of, uh, of action in the backfield. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to have a really good rookie year. He just has the poise and the confidence and the skill set to get it done. I've said this before. It's a 17-game season now. It would not surprise me, and I am predicting it now, that the Jaguars will win 10 games this year. I think the Jaguars get to 10 wins, and it's simply because Trevor Lawrence will put them over that plateau. Okay. All right. Over, under. Jalen Phillips, nine and a half sacks. Under. Under. I just, it's a lot to ask for. Double-digit sacks for a rookie. I just, and I I like him as a player. I never viewed Jalen Phillips as a true number one style pass rusher. I think he's more of a, like a really, really good number two with the potential to possibly be a one, but he's not, I don't don't think he's going to blow everybody away in year one. Plus you got to keep in mind, part of Miami's defensive problem is that they really don't have, they're not elite at the pass rusher position. So guys off the edge, Jalen Phillips will probably walk into there and be the guy that de- that offensive lines focus on. 
So I, 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 with the attention being on Jalen Phillips, I I don't know if he's going to do that right off the gate. So just just to put it into perspective in Nick Bosa's rookie year, he had nine sacks in 15, in 16 games and in four, in 14, he had nine sacks in 14 games. Right. And Nick, and we saw Nick Bosa as like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the ridiculous. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't like, I, I picked Phillips just because he was the first edge rush. He was the first edge rusher selected. So yeah. You know, well, well, again, we'll we'll see, but I I I, I do like Jalen Phillips a lot. Okay, all right, Mike. Over under. Dallas Cowboys will win ten games. Over. Over. I bias completely aside. Okay, this is not the fan in me. I think that. Dallas went into free agency and into the draft with one goal in mind. Let's make this defense not terrible. Okay. Free agency. They added Keanu Neal, which I think helps a ton. I think they added DeMonte Casey. They added Jaron curse. I think they did a good job addressing areas of need, getting good football players that take the football away in free agency. And then you go to the draft, eight out of their 11 picks, including their first six, were all on the defensive side of the football. Micah Parsons, Kelvin Joseph, Osa Odigazua, uh, Jabril Cox, Chauncey Golston in that area, Nashon Wright, the Oregon State corner. Uh, I think they're Quentin Bohanna is uh, like uh, the more I watch him, the more I fall in love with Quentin Bohanna because he's just a 350 pound lane clogging monster. I mean, they dumped Antoine Woods and are not bringing back Gerald McCoy because they brought in Oda Gazua and Quentin Bohanna. And I think that that's a pretty good decision. So their defense will get better. We all knew that with Dak healthy, this is a high level playoff offense with that. Those receivers that healthy offensive line, the running game that they have, they have an offensive, uh, offensive-minded head coach. If Dan Quinn can come in and at least make this defense a little bit better, and I, I think people are underestimating the impact that Micah Parsons could have on this defense. If, if these draft picks and the free agent acquisitions can work out even in the slightest. And they go from being one of the league's worst defenses to a league average defense. I think Dallas is a 12 or 13 win team. Like I, I just, I, the roster's really good. The offense is really good. I really like where they're at right now. And again, Dak Prescott this year is on a pretty cheap deal so they can afford to bring in some guys it wouldn't surprise me if they brought in somebody like Richard Sherman to round out that group. Also, I am going to go over ten wins for the Dallas Cowboys this year. All right, and that's going to bite me in the ass because now when they they're go, when, in like five when they go eight and nine next year. Right. All right. Now, okay, moving off of rookies now. Okay, over under Josh Allen forty five hundred passing yards. Over, under. under under. I think he. Slows down from what he was last year. Um, like I said, I, I, I think that usually when you come off of your close to MVP year, you take a little bit of a step back the following year. Uh, I don't think Josh Allen's going to have a bad year, but I do think he isn't going to be as electric as he was last year. Okay. And if he is, I will say this, 
if if he is, the Buffalo Bills are going to be ridiculously scary for a long time. A long time. If Josh Allen can look similar to what he did last year, boy, oh boy, are they going to be right. good. We'll play, we'll play this one until 45 minutes, and then I want to switch to take it or leave it. Yes. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, over under 15 receiving touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, 15? Yep. Under. Under. Arizona's got too many weapons. I, I, I mean, he'll probably catch like 11. But 15's a lot, dude. Right. I'm not going to go that high. Okay. Over under. Kyler Murray. 900 rushing yards. Over. Kyler Murray is so good. I love Kyler Murray. Can okay. we just talk he's, about that? He's, 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 my, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch play. He, he, to me, he's box office must-watch must quarterback. Kyler Murray is my pick for MVP. I'm sorry. Do you say you said under or over? Over, over. over. I, think, I think he gets over a thousand. And okay. again, let me say this: Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray are my two picks for MVP. It's going to okay. be one of those two guys. All right. Okay. So one more over under. Yeah. Okay. I had to throw one in there. Over under. Kenny Galladay. Yeah. <laughs> 1,200 receiving yards. Answer carefully. Kenny Galladay over under 1,200 receiving yards. Yep. Only played, only, he missed five games last year. Either way, he either missed five games or only played five games last year. He only played five games. He played five games last year. Okay. Under. First of all, he's never done it in his whole career. And second of all, he's going to be the number one option, but there's three other legitimate options at wide receiver that he's going to be competing with. Another option at tight end, another option coming out of the backfield. I mean, it, it's not because I don't think Kenny Galladay is talented enough to do it. He definitely can, but he's going to have a lot of competition for the football and again, the other factor is, is Daniel Jones going to be able to get the ball to him for 1,200 yards? I don't know. I'm That's, gonna go That's okay. That's respect. I get that. Okay. So the let's do a game. Let's, let's wait. I want to, so let's recap. So let's recap. Okay. Okay. You said Devonte Smith will catch under 1,000 receiving yards. Yes. You said Jamar Chase will catch over 1,000 receiving yards. Yep. You said Pitts. We'll have under 10 touchdowns. Yes. Way Najee, up. I, he's going to have like five. Najee Harris will have over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. I think he's going to have over 1,000 yards rushing. So definitely over 1,000 from scrimmage, yeah. Zach Wilson will throw over 15 interceptions. Yep. Trevor Lawrence will throw over 25 touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think if you want me to put a number on it, I'll get. I'll say Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence in his rookie year will throw 31 touchdowns. Good God. Okay. 30. I'll say this. This is Trevor Lawrence's stat line. Trevor Lawrence in his rookie year will be a 65 and a half percent completion percentage for about 3,700 yards for 31 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. All right. Book it. Jalen Phillips under nine and a half sacks. Cowboys over 10 wins. 
Josh Allen under 4,500 passing yards. Yes. DeAndre Hopkins under 15 touchdowns. Yeah. Kyler Murray way over 900 rushing yards. And Kenny Galladay under 1,200 receiving yards. So that was (laughs) over under. Yay. All right. I feel really good about myself now. All right, man. I'm (laughs) I'm keeping this. I'm keeping this list just to make sure. Okay. Hold me. I like that. All righty. Are you ready for take it or leave it? I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Take it or leave it. Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey both stay healthy for a full season. Take it or leave it. Leave it. One of them is going to get hurt. And I think you're not going to like who it is. Shut up. (laughs) Don't break my heart like that. Um, Listen, I'm just, I'm following the trend. That's all. Whatever, man. Let's just move on. Whatever. All right. Take it or leave it. Ezekiel Elliott will have a bounce back season and lead the league in rushing. Okay, I'm going to leave it, but I don't think – I do think Zeke bounces back because if the offensive line is healthy and the Cowboys get back to their traditional style of offense, they start getting ahead in certain games because Dak is playing well and the defense is going to be a little bit better. I think that Zeke could get back up to 12, 1,300 yards maybe rushing, but uh, do I think he's going to lead the NFL in rushing? No. I, until I'm going to say it's going to be Derrick Henry until it isn't Derrick Henry anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. Okay. Take it or leave it. Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears by week five. Take it or leave it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I think, first of all, here's the thing. Justin Fields will play this year in Chicago. The reason why is because Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are trying to keep their job. Okay. If Justin Fields looks good in his rookie year, then they're going to look, then they're going to, they're both going to be there. There's no way that Matt Nagy is going to start Andy Dalton for six, for 17 games, have them go five and 12 or something like that, and have them both be out of a job. Justin Fields from week one is probably their best chance at winning games. So, I don't think he'll start week one, but week three or week four, expect Justin Fields to be in for the remainder of his time in Chicago for however long that is four, five, 12, whatever, however many years, Justin Fields will be the guy in Chicago for a while. And it's going to begin early this year. Okay. Take it or leave it. Justin Herbert will lead the league in passing yards. Leave it. I don't think he does. I think the the favorite for me, the favorite for me to lead the league in passing yards, again, no bias, is Dak Prescott. Dak is going to have ridiculous numbers this year if he stays healthy. He was on pace to have ridiculous numbers last year before he got hurt. So if Dak's healthy this year, I think that Dak, without question, will eclipse eclipse 5,000 passing yards. I think there's no reason with that receiving core, that offensive unit, that Dak should not have like 5,000 yards, over 40 touchdowns. Like, he should be massively productive this year. Okay. 
And I do think Justin Herbert is going to have a good year. I think Justin Herbert could even take a step back a little bit from last year because he really exploded as a rookie. They did lose Hunter Henry. They lost Hunter Henry. And again, I'm not really, like, I'm not in love with their receiving core. I like it. Keenan Allen's getting a little older. Mike Williams never really panned out to be what I thought he would. Mike Williams, I I thought Mike Williams was going to be, like, Un- unbelievable, and he he, really he is he, he is very he is very good. He's, he's, he's not very, what I thought he was, though. He's not he, a number one. He could, I think he could be. I think he could be. He's just on a team where he's not where he has to be a number two because they have Keenan Allen, who is a solidified number one. It's tough. Know. It's it's tough to break into roles like that when you go into situations that already have established number one receivers. But I, I do get what you're saying. Okay, we're gonna get spicy. Ready to get spicy? Spicy. Take it or leave it. Deshaun Watson will not play a single game in the NFL this year. Take it. He's not playing this year. He's not playing this year. We don't have a solution to this yet. Uh, I don't even think we're coming close to a solution on this. It's a slow burn. This is going to drag out into the season. And I'm not sure. He de- First of all, he doesn't want to play for the Houston Texans, period. So he's definitely not playing there. And teams by now, if they don't have him, I doubt that they're going to try and go get him. And I just, I don't, I don't see the scenario where Deshaun Watson finds the field this year, which is really unfortunate because, again, I, I would love to watch him compete this year. I, I, I genuinely think that if Deshaun Watson and or Aaron Rodgers are not in the NFL this year, it genuinely hurts the league. It does. Yeah. Okay. Because that makes the Texans and the Packers both irrelevant. Yep. All righty. Take it or leave it. No boy. You ready? I I have never been more ready. Take it or leave it. The New England Patriots will make the playoffs. Take it. Oh, all right. Spicy que- spicy question with a spicy Not only question. do I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't, think they make the playoffs. I don't think say they, they win the division. Don't I say think, they win the division. No, wait, 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 wait. I think they make the playoffs with Mac Jones at quarterback. Wow. I like it. I, like it. I do like it. There I, it is. I like it. I like it. Okay, so let, let's go down that road. Take it or leave it. Mac Jones starts for the New England Patriots by week five. Take it. Pool. Okay. Quick. It'll be quick. Cam Newton is going to throw three interceptions in week one, and Mac Jones is going to be in in the second half. Like <laughs> That's just what's going to happen. Like Cam Newton, listen, Cam Newton is done. He's done. Mm-hmm. He is done. Injuries, inaccuracy, Cam Newton's done. He doesn't fit. All right. We're going to motor through. You ready? Yeah. Trey Lance, same question. Starts for the Niners by week five. Leave it. He's not playing this year. At all. At all. Okay. That's an interesting one. Thought you were going to take that one. Nope. Leave it. Okay. Take it or leave it. Nick Bosa returns healthy and leads the NFL in sacks. Leave it. Chandler Jones will lead the league in sacks. He even, always does. Even with Watt? Even with Watt. Okay. So it'll be that. either it'll be either him or somebody random it'll it'll be like 
I, I don't know. It, it, I, this is going to be. I feel like this is going to be one of those weird years. It's not going to be Aaron Donald. It's not going to be Bosa. It's not going to be like it's the the league leader in sacks is going to end up being like Danico Autry or something, mm-hmm. like, like some crazy weird weird one. Okay, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna start giving you ones that are just crazy, and I want to see. Well, not crazy, but ones that are kind of out there. I can get. Yeah. Okay. 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 Take it or leave it. DK Metcalf will lead the NFL in receiving yards. Leave it. He will not. Oh my god, he's my pick too. You don't think so? I'm not sure he's the leading receiver on his own team. All right, guy. Leaving it. What? Tyler Lockett gets a lot of targets. You've left quite a lot. You have left off. You have you have said leave it for quite a lot. All right. Take it or leave it. Micah Parsons wins rookie of the year. Don't you dare. That's tough. Because the reason I'm struggling is because there really is not. He was not the first defender taken in this draft. No, he's not. But I like there isn't a standout defender. There's no Chase Young. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's not like, oh yeah, he's gonna win it. No, I I got to think a little bit. I think Micah. I will say take it only because I think he's the favorite. But I, I he is the he know. is the Vegas he is the Vegas favorite right now. Like here's the thing. I like I don't I don't think that the defensive rookie of the year is going to have like thirteen and a half sacks or yeah. like. Like it's not going to be like a defensive back that it's five. Like, it, it could go to Z- it could go to Zayvon Collins or Gregory Rousseau. Right. It could go to really, I feel if like Mike it, it could really go, it if could Mike go to tallies over a hundred tackles this year or something like that, he's going to get it, mm-hmm. and I think he will. So okay, we got I got like three left. Okay, and they're all going to be hot. Fire away. Take it or leave it. Trevor Lawrence will not win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Leave it. He will. Trevor Lawrence will, and I think it'll be in with flying colors. Okay. Take it or leave it. Jalen Waddle will lead all rookie receivers in receiving yards. No, leave it. It'll be Jamar Chase. I wanted to throw that one in there. Or, or, or sleeper, sleeper, sleeper receiver to lead. Rookie uh, receivers in receiving yards. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. I like that. Okay. Last two. You ready? Go. Okay. Quickly. Take it or leave it. Patrick Mahomes is the NFL MVP. Leave it. Okay. With a massive, with a drastically improved offensive line. Leave it. Okay. I think they agree us. All right. To round it out, take it or leave it, we will get a Super Bowl rematch this year. Leave it. I hate you. <laughs> I really thought you were, I really thought you were gonna take that one. Nope. Nope. I right. refuse so to let so Tom Brady go to the Super Bowl again. Okay, we gotta so, go. 